Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, March 16th. It is Mental Health Monday. I think we need a Mental Health Monday right I now. I agree, we do. Uh, we have two segments today that I think will be very helpful yes. and very timely today mm-hmm. as we address topics in mental health with uh, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. And in the second half of the program, we'll take a look at um, what can we do as families making use of uh, families or individuals and devotions at home yes. in the days ahead where uh, some may be experiencing isolation or a lot of time at home. Yep, alone. more than so, usual. Yeah, so we'll make uh, great use of that, and certainly a uh, great uh, part of that is time in God's Word. How can we do that? And that's what we want to do all the time here at KFU, always give you God's Word and uh, remind you of His promises. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Deaconess Heidi. Good morning. Glad to be with you all. And I do think you're right. It's a good time. It's a good time for a mental health Monday. <laughs> I feel like we always say that, but I feel like it's even more, more relevant so. today. <laughs> and, and, well, and why at that? I think the, the obvious yeah. is that uh, many people are probably feeling some sense of anxiety, some more than others mm-hmm. uh, during this time with looking at what's happening around the globe um, with uh, the coronavirus pandemic mm-hmm. and uh, how do we respond with that? And then and uh, everything that um, you might see, whether it's in social media or <laughs> on mainstream media, mm-hmm. um, things that are intended to be, perhaps there are good intentions behind them to be helpful. Or uh, funny. Or funny, or to be mm-hmm. uh, to, in, intended to help you be prepared, or to how to be helpful to your neighbor, what steps you need to take. Um, some that, That's a lot of information, though, coming at you mm-hmm. at one time. And you just end up being triggered by everything. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and consider, too, just how many emails we're getting in our inboxes, how many texts we're getting per day, um, and other forms of communication, too. So even if you're like, well, I'm not on social media, or I don't you know, turn on like the mainstream news, mm-hmm. many of us are bombarded with information that we might need, but also a lot that we didn't ask for. You know, I saw something that said, like, I'm so glad every company I've ever interacted with decided to tell me how they're dealing with coronavirus, you know? <laughs> and that's kind of real, the ding in our inbox over and over and over again. And um, and so I think we're talking today about some healthy ways to address that. Number one is give yourself some boundaries in this, even though it's important that we're available in whatever our roles are, um, but giving yourself a little bit of time to say, hey, I'm going to you know, put my phone away when I go to bed at 9 and making the people aware that you work with or that you're interacting with about that. Um, just that's, I think, level one is I'm going to be on social media for X you know, number of minutes or an hour each day or I'm only going to check in at 9 and 4 p.m. or something so that you have a little boundary of how much of that information you're taking in. Mm-hmm. Practical tip, if you, I know at least on iPhones, and this may be true on Androids as well, that you can set a time limit for yeah, apps like you that. Can. So it might. Probably depending on your operating system on this Android. This is true. Mine will. My, mm-hmm. 
I have a really, really, really old iPhone, and it has that feature on it, and it tells me when I've been on social media for X amount of time. And I was about to post this morning to like someone to tell me to get off social media when I've been on too long, because that is that is. A, I mean, I'm on it for work, I'm on it for for other things, so I, I have to like force myself to just disconnect. So boundaries. Yeah, and, yeah. and social media is going to become more and more important as we move into actually our second question. But I'll jump just a little bit around is uh, the concept of physical distancing and social distancing, we do need spaces that we can interact with people as we start to have a little less interaction in our normal spheres. And so I don't want to shame the concept of utilizing social media in order to connect, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think being really real about what we're doing on there that is connecting versus what we're doing on there that's just scrolling or taking in information or arguing, you know, those, they're not really connecting things. And so maybe uh, you know, checking in with like the Lutheran Ladies Lounge instead of just social media overall, or checking in with your text group of friends mm-hmm. uh, rather than the overall package, if that makes sense. Yeah, using it for the, the interactive purposes that, that tend to be healthier okay. anyway, <laughs> whether or not we're we're dealing with anxiety. What are some other yeah. ways that we can uh, have this physical distancing from each other and yet still uh, have good mental health and good practice? where we are still checking in with each other. Yeah, I think that's good. I think you just named, number one, is just being aware that we do need interaction, that we are not made for isolation. God created us for connection. Um, And like Andy said at the top of the hour, we are made for connection with him first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And so making sure we're taking the opportunity where there is possibly a little less going on in life. You know, I love that I took a bunch of things off my calendar. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not (laughs) sad about that. And, And rejoicing in that is good for our mental health. Rejoicing in that I have less things to do and there's a place for that. There's a season for this right now where there's a side benefit that I'm not going to be running around all over the place. At the same time, cancellations are disappointing and are, are you know, I can, I can see my teenager's face just sink when a bunch of her things are canceled and it's her senior year. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I think as adults, it's really easy to be like, well, I mean, people are dying. Like, let's put perspective into this. But realizing that for each person, whatever is going on with this whole coronavirus is real for them. Mm -hmm. And honoring where they're at, listening to where they're at, and without uh, jumping in and having an answer for that all the time. Yes, we can give perspective, and yes, I did that for my teenager. Was she happy about it? No. Uh, but, but having that, that is a connecting act to listening to where people are at in this struggle is a very good thing, and we're going to need to do that for each other. And that's part of loving our neighbor is checking on our people and listening to them before we try to fix things. Because I think, especially with this, you know, pandemic, we have been, we've come face to face with the reality that we can't fix everything. And it makes us really, uh, aware of that in a way that's a little bit new for many of us in the you know very developed world where we have a lot of resources uh, and we've been able to fix a lot of the things uh, so so 
chiming in to listen to one another is going to be really important for our mental health and find ways to do that. You might end up, you know, FaceTiming. This is a good opportunity to have family dinner around the table when we're not running around. Open the question, how is everyone feeling? Is anyone uh, experiencing any kind of struggle with this coronavirus stuff? Are there some things you're disappointed about? Is there some stuff that's that's been a benefit that you've been kind of excited about and honoring both those things while knowing that this is hard overall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tending to, uh, you know, we've talked a lot, I think in other outlets, we've heard about how to take care of our neighbors, physical health, what we need to do to, um, to make sure that our neighbors are well and the, the steps we need to do, whether mm -hmm. it's social distancing, washing your hands, making sure that if you're sick, that you're not going out and interacting with others. Mm -hmm. Um, what are the steps to tending to our neighbors, mental health, their mental well being in the days ahead? You, you mentioned checking in with them, listening, other steps to uh, to making sure that we're being good stewards yeah. of of all that God has given us. Yeah, I think not be careful. I would say on how you throw down spiritual platitudes, especially in this time. You know, those are those times where we utilize like a single Bible verse in, instead of having a conversation about what the word says. That's going to be really important. Uh, we have talked a lot in the Missouri Senate itself and in different outlets that I've been in about how to address people's fears and anxiety, which is what we started with, right? So looking at the fact that people will be anxious. There are, number one, a lot of people living without the hope of the Lord and the hope of the resurrection. And so just recognizing that not everybody knows. They don't know the hope. And so we have the opportunity to share that with them. Um, and and so but meeting them where they're at, you know, not jumping to a, a place of judgment that it often sounds like when we kind of pick out a Bible verse that we think might be helpful. Instead, listening, hearing their narrative about what that fear and anxiety feels like, and then um, letting them know, you know, the whole story of who God is and Jesus is and how he sent his son into a mess. You know, he sent his son into the world as a baby boy, and it was certainly just as messy then as it is now. Uh, but he walked around for 33 years. He healed people, and then he died and rose again for us. My husband preached in his sermon yesterday that Jesus is the reverse pandemic. When he was on the cross, he took all the junk, all the, the suffering and all the hurt and all the pain and all the sin, and he bore it on himself. And that visual image was really comforting for me. Uh, to know that Jesus does take everything on in his human form and as a divine person, he can lift all of that from us. And so giving that whole picture and not forgetting the resurrection, not forgetting the hope that Jesus is coming back and it will be infinitely better one day and there will be no more disease. I think when we give our neighbor the fuller picture while we listen aside, you know, beside them, that's going to be more helpful for their mental health and for our mental health than when we kind of jump in and assume that their anxiety is wrong, if you will. Because I see a lot of that going on online in particular. Uh, that uh, two weeks ago, I think it was on Mental Health Monday, we talked about the place of fear mm -hmm. as an indicator light in our lives uh, that God gave us the ability to feel fear for a reason. And so we just 
need to ask ourselves, like, what do I need when I'm feeling fear? And ask our neighbor that. Okay, so you're feeling fear. What is it, what is it you think you need right now? Um, that's going to be a place that brings them where they can ask themselves more questions and maybe open up the conversation to talk about Jesus and share some more hope. I want to ask another question, like really quickly. Can you give okay. us a rundown? Uh, you talk about feeling uh, fear and anxiety. What are those those key symptoms that we can check in on ourselves if okay. if we if we are need to know if we're feeling fear and anxiety? Yeah, pay very close attention to your body in particular. You know, your chest, your legs, your arms, uh, your head. You know, just sensations and and just recognize them and and say hello to them. You know, hello, I see you, I feel you, body. Um, same thing with repetitive thoughts or thoughts that go through our head repetitively. Just saying hello, I see you, I, you're heard, um, and letting them know that they're there. But Jesus is bigger. Amen. Deaconess Heidi, Mental Health Monday. Thank you so much. Always good to chat with you. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next Monday. Coming up in just a little bit, I'm going to check in with Pastor Sean Denzer, Family Devotions at Home. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.